Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, the Deadite Knight. Happy New Year. Happy... What? It's so damn cold outside, isn't it, January? No, it's not even close, man. (sighs) But happy Mixer Day. Happy Mixer Day. Happy Let's mixer shake day. hands. Let's embrace. Every Monday. Let's Happy embrace. Mixer day. Happy Mixer Day to you, Mixer. Mixer.com slash Media. It's our new home. It's where we do the live show. Mixer it's where Monday. everybody's hanging out. Mixer so Monday. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in and watching us live. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year, you crazy sons of bitches. At 2020. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Worth it. All right. Whew, dead eyes losing it. It's the it. dead of the damn winter. He's losing it. All it's right. cold in Michigan. He is. It's really cold here. Anyways, yeah. welcome to episode 287 of the GameZilla podcast, brought to you by our patrons. Our supporters. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. That is our home of the people that support and love us. Thank you so much to all of our patrons that contribute and get to enjoy all the exclusive perks that are there for them, like the shows, the exclusive content shows. Every show on the GameZilla Media Network produces at least one exclusive podcast per week, one bonus show, not per week, per month, that is available there for you. GameZilla, we do one almost every week. (laughs) Man, we almost just threw out a a promise we we couldn't live up to. We just almost buried all the other shows, like, hey, hope you guys better start doing two a week. We're putting one on Patreon. No, we're we're not going there, but uh, the GameZilla podcast, we try to do at least one uh, Patreon show um, pretty much every week for you, including Mm -hmm. this week's Patreon pre-show where we covered uh, some news that, well, we just didn't have time to cover during the show some PlayStation 5 rumors. Oh, yeah, we're going to give rumors. Okay, PS5 rumors? T-Mobile Xbox rumors? I think that's a confirmation. It's not a rumor. Anthem. You say Anthem one time. You cannot write we spend more. You hear the word lollipop more times than you hear, hear the word Anthem. It doesn't matter because the what I the, the four words I said about Anthem are like it's super important, super important. Like you have no idea how life changing I, I it's would, going to be. But, I you was, can, but you can only get that content on Patreon. So I was shocked saying. you wanted to have I love Anthem put on your gravestone. So yeah, it's already on my gravestone. I, I, I <laughs> pre-ordered it when you bought the game. You yeah. <laughs> you get a headstone. <laughs> yeah. So when the game dies, you die. Yeah, uh, it was. A <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble. We're getting uh, close. But uh, yeah, if you're not a patron, uh, please consider uh, you know starting your patronage at the five dollar exclusive content level. But you know you can even start at a dollar a month. Any little bit goes to to help us uh, keep GameZilla Media alive and enjoy all the other great shows on the GameZilla Media Network. Grim, uh, give a little teaser. What are we doing for the news this week? It's a little bit different. Let's lay it out for everybody before we roll the intro. Okay, well, we do have a, we have like one big news topic, and then we're going to spin that into some first impressions, some feelings on a couple big releases that came out last week, and that would be uh, you know Star Wars. 
Star Wars. The you're talking about the Mandalorian. We're gonna we're, we're doing a. I will talk this whole show about the Mandalorian, <laughs> but I thought we were trying to keep me stuck to video games here. But anyways, oh. the Mandalorian. Let me tell. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and of course Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're gonna yep. get into that. We're gonna talk about some of our first impressions, our thoughts, and um, you know, go go over all of those things. So. Yeah, um, that's that's really the show, and then we're gonna start it off with XO19. Let's do it. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number one: XO19 happened last week. And if you're not familiar with what XO19 is, it is basically Xbox experience xbox insider it is their private show that they've been putting on every year oh and this a private one, show this no yeah, they have to very, pay good money for a private yeah, show very private <laughs> player this one was, uh, knows what i'm saying <laughs> i don't i don't this was talked up big time because it was being held in london they were saying it's gonna be their biggest show ever and they they even set it up where every all the sales of the tickets all the tickets were very affordable and then all the proceeds of the tickets went to charity so they were really just building this whole this whole event up a lot of people got to go out to what looked like a super fun event um and so i think i made my prediction early on a couple weeks ago where i said i think they're getting they're gearing up to show off more scarlet stuff right they're going to talk about next generation more and i was wrong so let's just get that out of the way that didn't happen okay cool then I was a little disappointed. I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe this might not be as cool as I thought. But I was wrong because so many things happened in the in this show that I wasn't expecting. And that being video games, which is really what it's all about, right? Is that we want video games. So the let, let's kind of break down. We won't cover everything that happened in the show. So if you want a bigger breakdown, you can pretty much every outlet now has like a, a detailed bullet point list of what happened but the big pieces right some of the stuff that was really impactful to us here from xo19 we'll get it started right out the gate with um obsidian coming out and talking about a new game now if you're not familiar with obsidian they just released the outer worlds okay so they just released a little successful right yeah they just released a giant game and they're like oh by the way here's this other project that we were working on that no one's ever heard of called grounded Okay, and so when I saw it, I, I, you, Deadite nailed it earlier when we were just talking. What is this game? What is it? Like, what does it, it remind you of? I, I said this. I thought you said it. You said it, honey. Oh, the, yeah, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, hundred percent. You want to take credit for that? You said that. I did say it. I did say it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, yeah. So the concept here is you literally have a a sandbox survival game where you play like kids that have been shrunk and you're like stuck in your backyard. Yeah. And it, it is legit, honey. I shrunk the kids. Meets Minecraft, which was Honey I Shrunk My Shrunk the Kids was one of my favorite movies as a kid. So it just there's something about I love I love games or movies that put you in the scenario of being miniature in the yeah. world we live in, like uh, like the old like Hot Wheels and Lego games where you're like in a kid's room. Like to me, there's just something really imaginative about it. So th- this game does look really cool. It's going to be launching early access in spring of 2020. It the the trailer they showed looked really cool. They showed a ton of just the exploration, some of the building mechanics. Um, they, they were showing the uh, enemies, of course, being like bugs, yeah. spider. Well, 
I guess spiders. There's got to be a scorpion. If there's not a giant scorpion, you're going to be disappointed, right? That's yeah. that's the advantage of DLC. If there's not in the beginning, there'll, there'll be some down the road. But it, it just it looks so cool. Uh, the art style is cartoony, but it looks good enough. And, and then the building functionality looked pretty cool, all the way down to like gathering parts so you could build armor on yourself and different masks and different weapons and all this stuff. So again. Coming from me, someone who's been playing a lot of Ark Survival Evolved, right, and getting get, finding a sandbox game that excites me, this because Minecraft doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry, like I got nothing. Like I respect <laughs> Minecraft. No, looking at Minecraft hurts my eyes. I I, get, I agree. I don't understand how but people can play. This it. excites me. This is that next game where I'm like, I really like Ark, and I want to try this. Like I want to try cool. this game, and so it it, it looks really cool. I'm I'm very excited to give it give it a give it a go, and that is coming out March or, or sorry, um, springtime 2020. But uh, it looks it, it looks like a lot of fun. Now, is this an Xbox exclusive? Uh, it is coming to Steam. They did they did amount and announce okay. that so PC, but it is a it is an Xbox and PC is what they're calling it. So this is Obsidian's like if you think about the Outer Worlds, they were already oh. working on the Outer Worlds before Obsidian yeah. got bought. That's that's what I forgot so, they got yeah. bought. So Was that, that a sting bug? Yeah. It was a steak bug. Man, it's getting oh, it's so stinky. Yeah, like the hordes of ants and everything that come after you. Oh man, I I bet this game is going to be very fun. I think it is. I think it's gonna be a fun game to stream too. So, yeah. Pool of Vision on on uh, on Mixer there chimed in, but is Rick Moranis? It's a be good it? question. If there's not a Rick Moranis DLC, you're not getting my money. Here it is, right? Maybe not in the base game, but like Fortnite, maybe they have like a special event. Theme like a theme. Oh man, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like I rewatched it a few years ago. Loki, it's still super good, man. And also, I went to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, area at Hollywood Studios like two months before they destroyed it. Oh, a nice. couple years ago. Like when yeah. I was there, because I was reliving my childhood memories there <laughs> with with L. And she's like, yeah, you better enjoy this because they're tearing it out in like two months. I was like, no, I need to go down the slide. I love Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, I love that. Game. I got to. Go, I did Honey I Shrunk the Kids one time when I was when I was like yeah. ten years old. But I went when I was cool. twenty six. Yeah, if I went right now, like I know it's not there, but if I went there and it was still there, I would still enjoy it just as much. Yeah. Um, I was like, these kids have never even seen this movie. That's probably why they tore it out. <laughs> yeah. So okay, we got um, the next piece here, which was uh, Don't Nods, um, which is cre- uh, the creators of Life is Strange. They launched their new game called, well, not launched, they premiered their new game called Tell Me Why. Uh, Another story-driven type style game, just like Life is Strange, all based around twins and how how they're connected and how one experiences the others. Um, But but it starts off with like, like, you know, positive memories and thoughts and things like that and then turns into pain. And so you're kind of going down this like story and this isn't really my style of game, but it's something that I know like um, that like my wife get, can get into these style of games pretty pretty easily. And it looks interesting. Um, we'll see how it goes. It, it's a uh, three episode game, and it'll be released in full this summer on Xbox One and PC, including Steam. So we're seeing a trend here that you know, obviously, yes, it'll be available on the Xbox side of the PC, but it'll also be available on Steam. Okay, so probably the biggest surprise for me. Next to grounded was rare. Rare took took the stage, and we were. I was like, okay, we're going to get um, we're going to get the next Sea of Thieves expansion, which we did. We found out about that. Cool. All right, and we're getting a new weapon. You know, fire fireball can uh, fireball cannonballs. 
They, hmm. look, they look really interesting because it adds a whole new mechanic to how you're going to be able to sink ships and damage them and, and be able to, you know, AOE effect where you're going to be able to spread fire across other ships. It looks cool. Um, and that, that, that'll be dropping later later uh, or later this year. I'll have to double check that. But the, the surprise announcement was Rare wanted to show off their next project. It's cool. And it's called Everwild. And it it's a sequel to EverQuest. It's yeah, crazy. It doesn't. Don't 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 do that. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, we really don't know what this is yet. But the anticipation the, the anticipation is definitely there for me now. Um, so all we know at this point is that the trailer showed what seemed to be a group of player characters cooperatively exploring a colorful world full of wildlife. Rare said it is focused on building an experience that allows for new ways to play in a natural, magical world. That's it. But I can tell you, it was pretty as hell. It looks really cool. The ant, the creatures, like some of them look kind of normal, but then like you see some other ones, they're like that looks like a mouse, but it looks like a like a warthog, but it looks like a like it, it's they're they're definitely like it's a, some sort of pig bear man, pig bear man, pig creature thing the man bear pig <laughs> um but like i the the one that really got me were like what i thought were like deer at first right you kind of see these like these deer and what looks like antlers and then they go to kind of like touch the deer's head and the antlers open up like flowers and i was like oh my god this just looks amazing and then you see a couple what look like evil creatures or, or aggressive creatures and yeah you don't really know what the concept of the game is or anything um but it definitely was a good enough it was a good trailer to really get you to that point where you want to know more you, like that's where i'm at i'm not like this is going to be such a great game because i don't even know what it is but i am like please Tell me more before E3. Like, I don't know how you're going to. I don't know where you're going to. But just, like, tell me more at PAX East or something like that. I don't want to wait for E3. I want to know more about Everwild. So that was really cool to see. Now we're going to just kind of... It, it was a nice trailer to give you a little bit of the idea yeah. without overselling things. Yeah. And they, yeah. Yeah. And, and they really hyped... It really yeah. built up this presentation. And so we're going to go through some some smaller things right now, and, and then we're going to end it with with some of the bigger announcements they made. Yakuza, uh, did I say it right? Yakuza. Yakuza. You, you, you got a you got a koozie? I need a koozie, Miggy. This is your game. Oh no! Yeah. Great series. I'm, I'm excited about Yakuza it. Yakuza series is finally coming to the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, Yakuza Zero, um, One, Two, all, all of them. I don't know anything <laughs> about this game. Bunch of them. It's all coming to Xbox One and will be available on the Game Pass in early 2020. Nice. Nice. Nor Shimu. Yeah, the, uh, it doesn't seem that Yeah, way. did you buy Shimu 3? It's no. out, dude. No, is it? What? I thought it came out already. We yeah, did it on Monster oh. Bust a couple weeks ago. I assumed it was already out. It Pause the stream, I'll be back. It yeah, just be. go ahead and trade in your Star Wars gaming. Get, get going on yeah. Shenmue. The original Kingdom Hearts games are headed to the Xbox One, Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8, meaning pretty much everything they've also uh, dropped, or, or I mean, pretty much everything is going to be available for Kingdom Hearts. They're also dropping a demo for Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox One. Uh, which was is already out so. now. Now I want to side sidebar a little bit because that goes with uh, something we we breezed over real quick. Is a ton of Final Fantasy games are finally making it to the Xbox platform. Some of the older ones like seven through 12, 13 and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
Phil Spencer made a seven, comp. eight, nine, ten, yeah, ten dash two, twelve. It's too many. They suck. All of the thirteens uh, and fifteen. Who cares? Final all, Fantasy. All of them. You want to finish this for me? No. They're all on Game Pass. There's a trend that we're going to be going through here. You know, we're seeing this something. Story. Uh, but this this coincides with Phil uh, saying that for coming out and saying that that is uh, an area that is an, a weakness in the Xbox library is RPGs. So, and that's something that people have been saying since the first generation of Xbox yeah. is that as a platform, they failed to uh, put out RPGs. And that's also one of the big reasons why the Xbox brand is a failure in Japan. Yeah, but him taking the stage and, and admitting that and then talking about how he's literally getting on a plane and flying to Japan like every week mm-hmm. to try to build this out, it just shows you the dedication that Xbox has been putting into its platform and really un- listening to its its player base. So um, on top of that, just, just so that we don't miss it, because we're going to go through a lot here, Streets of Rage 4, My Friend Pedro, The Witcher 3, all joining Game Pass. Big. The Xbox Game Pass value is already there, and if you don't have it, it's just getting better and better. Like, it's unbelievable. Witcher 3 on Game Pass. I know the game's been out for a while, but that's huge. My Friend Pedro is a super fun cool. uh, game. And then uh, Streets of Rage 4 looks really cool, too. I got to play some of it. Is it even Pax. out yet? Or is that a straight-to-Game straight, Pass release? It's going to be a straight-to-Game Pass release, yeah. Hmm. Um, and the, the big news uh, is also Age of Empires 2 and Rage 2. Your game, Rage 2! Are already available on Game Pass right now. You're a Rage 2 guy. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Age of Empires, dude, that is a that's a cool get. Yeah. Um, but uh let's get back into the list here. Another big announcement that happened. Halo Reach is being added to the Master Chief collection for console and PC this big? year, December third. Isn't that big? Was Halo Reach good? I can't keep track yeah, of which the, were the bad the, Halo games. Halo Reach is actually a big deal when it comes to pro Halo players. Hmm. When it comes to comp- the competitive scene, Halo Reach is considered like a like a pinnacle of games. It was really, I, w- I would say it was the pinnacle of the Halo competitive scene. Was Halo Reach after 3 but before ODST? Or? Ooh, you know, I I don't know if which way that flipped. We're going to have to have uh, uh, Player One Mickey figure that out for us. That's a good question. It's been so long that I'm probably gonna I probably get it wrong. When I they feel stopped like numbering ODST the Halo games, was, I got confused. I thought ODST was first, but I could be wrong. I think I, I think you're right on that. One. I thought ODST was Bungie's like farewell, unless I'm backwards and and Reach was. Pool of Vision said Pool Vision answered it for us. In in the mixer, it was after three and ODST, but before four. So there, I, I was right. Neat. Neato. Cool. But anyways, that's coming out December 3rd. Super cool. And it's going to be just part of the Master Chief Collection. So if you already have Master Chief Collection, you already have this game. Guess what? If you have the Game Pass, you already have Master Chief Collection. You're done. AKA, buy the Game Pass, for God's sakes. Uh, Wasteland 3 will be available May 19th, 2020. I am not a Wasteland player, but... but um, you know, it has a cult following. It looks cool. People are excited for this next game. Um, and uh, this was the other announcement is that that Microsoft added the uh, this developer to the Microsoft Studios. Mm-hmm. So yet another developer joining the Microsoft Studios. I said earlier, see if these are getting the next update. It's happening November 20th. So I was. It is this year. It's really soon. And it's called Seabound Soul. 
So that's super cool. We have um, Cart Rider, which is something that I wasn't super familiar with, but it has a super big following in Japan, even a pro scene in Japan. It is like a Mario Kart style like racer, but super customizable where you can do all sorts of stuff to your riders, to your carts, everything. Um, Cart Rider Drift. The console version console version is the long-running uh, Nexon game, originally released on Windows in Korea back in 2004, and will uh, come first to Xbox in 2020. So they showed showed some of this gameplay off. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Another another like fun little cartoon racer. I like so the thing is when a kart racer is done well, like, even like you know like Mario Kart is looked at as the pinnacle of kart racing, but even a kart racer that's done anywhere close to as fun as Mario Kart is still super fun. It's just often some of these car, uh, there's often a problem where kart games are like shovelware and they're not fun at all. Right, but yeah. when it, when it's even like remote, when it when you can handle the car well, yeah. it's a fun game. So yeah, I, yeah I'd be interested in playing this they for sure. They showed it off. It looked really cool. The customization was really cool and uh, it's going to be a free-to-play game. So you, it'll probably it'll have some microtransaction aspect to it. But uh, if you want to just play the game for free, it, it'll be there. Um, looks fun. Looks like something I definitely will check out. Another one I think caught uh, Dead Eye's eye was the uh, twin stick shooter top down, t- twin stick top yeah. down shooter by Raw Fury called West of Dead. Man, this one looks super cool. Uh, it's got like a cell sh- shaded art style. It kind of the the sort of low texture, high art aspect. It reminds me of a color version of Mad World on the Wii. Yeah. Like the art just really pops. Uh, it, it This game looks cool. And you pointed this out. The character is voiced by Ron Perlman. Yeah. You know, Hellboy, Hellboy. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, like who doesn't. What guy doesn't just doesn't just love Ron Perlman? He's just he, he's yeah. a good he's actor, a, you know. He just he's he's a man, you know. The, the second you hear his voice, you're instantly just like, "Yep, I'm into this." Yeah, and it's a twin stick shooter. You kind of play as a Ghost Rider looking guy, you know, your skull with head on fire. But the combat in this looks really good, where it's showing that you in, you can interact with the with the things around you, like hopping over things, taking cover. But it's a top down sort of dungeon crawly looking game set in the West, where it's a twin stick shooter. I it, it looks really cool to me yeah absolutely um next up uh would be the ninja theories upcoming multiplayer combat game bleeding edge getting a uh, available release date of march 24th 2020 with hmm. some new gameplay some new character uh, announcements and also they'll be doing a um closed beta for pre-orders and game pass uh members uh in february mid- middle of february february 14th i think but um the Bleeding Edge looks really cool. It, it, it kind of reminds me of like Overwatch, kind of meets MOBA-esque games. It, it seems very interesting. It's something well outside of Ninja Theory's uh, realm, like area that like I haven't seen them do anything like this before. So I mean, they uh, we just talked a lot about Ninja Theory and their their passion around making games that Hellblade. can help people. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Hellblade pretty extensively, and yep. it's it's a look at mental health. So it. It's really this. Our perception as consumers of the type of games Ninja Theory makes this looks different, but I I think it's an exciting thing to just see studios branching out and trying different things. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I've been surprised by this, but what I really liked about this game was the characters. 
And that was the first thought I kind of felt when I first saw Overwatch was like the characters were the first thing that grabbed me and pulled me into the game. And so like here you're seeing some wild like a rock, this this like rock star that's got this crazy guitar that's an axe, but he's like clearly he's like part cybernetic. You see like all these different characters like this one this one woman that like looks like looks weird, but as as you like scroll down, her legs are gone and she actually has a wheel for legs. Yeah. You know, like she's been turned into like half of a motorcycle. It's really interesting, and and I don't know. I, I can't. I, mean, I signed up for the. Uh, you can go right now if you're on Game Pass. You can actually go to the game and, and, and pre-install it. So, and by pre-installing it, you're basically like, you know, getting your seat for the for the beta right now, locking that in. So I already went and did that because I I do want to give this game a try. It's that fresh kind of like I like Overwatch, but I'm kind of tired of Overwatch. This might this might fill my you know fill that spot for a while. I mean, if you need your spot filled, you can always play Battleborn with me. Man, Battleborn, I don't think works anymore. <laughs> like, you can't put the disc in the game in the system anymore. Battleborn, Battleborn, we're born, born for battle. Battleborn. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> next up, the next game from the developer of the Flame in the Flood is uh, is coming to Xbox and PC. It's called Drake Hollow and involves villages full of adorable vegetables. You watched the trailer of this game. Yeah. It looks really weird, but then at the same time, it starts to get dark and evil, and that's when the game, to me, starts to get very interesting, where it's like, well, what is this? What what exactly is this game? So it... It instantly had like you know you show that you're 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 this character and you have these uh, small little creatures that you're working with and you you start building up a, like a little farm area and building up a little village so all of a sudden it's like oh okay it's a it's it maybe it's like a survival like a building right. game you know you're making a little farm you've built a fort and then. All of a sudden, like, there's a group of kids and you're working together and then all of a sudden it gets this really strong, like, Stranger Things sort of vibe yeah. where you're fighting these monsters and it's sort of this dark world turned upside down. And uh, I, this looks really fun, honestly. Yeah. It, it, I want to know more about this game because I could see this being something that would just be a really fun community game. Yep, and that's coming uh, to console and PC next year. That's that's all they gave us on that one. But uh, one that I thought <laughs> screamed Deadite. I mean, this was it was the Deadite game of the show, short of like what we're going to talk about some DLC here that I know you're not going to let me skip on. Yeah. But Planet Coaster yeah. Console Edition is coming in summer 2020, and uh, yeah, this looked it looked really cool because when they started it, we were like you were like walking through an amusement park, but it was like super highly detailed, like you were stopping at some of the attractions and you were like really like really in like. In in there, like I feel like a lot of these park builders, you're kind of more like oh, top down building the structure out, and yeah, you can come down more into like a like a first person view, but you can't really like live it. And this game really felt like okay, build it all, and then just literally go, turn it into a first person game that you then you get to go explore and, and interact with everything that you built. Now the thing about Planet, you said like, oh, this game Planet Coaster. I was like, that sounds familiar. And PC wise, it's out. And I asked you, I was like, who made it? And you're like, oh, I don't really know. And I, I did a little more googling, and yeah. the reason Planet Coaster is a Deadite sort of game <laughs> is it's made by Frontier. And who? What other game did Frontier make? Roller Coaster. N- no. Oh, Frontier. Oh, is it Jurassic Park? They made Jurassic oh, World Evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, Frontier has made uh, 
Planet Coaster, Jurassic World Evolution, and uh, I think it's Planet Zoo or something. It's like the zoo version of uh, Jurassic World. So I would definitely be open to trying this game because I'm I'm pretty like strict to. I only like classic Roller Coaster Tycoon uh, when it comes to roller coaster building games, but I do think Frontier does such a good job from my experience with Jurassic World. I yeah. would definitely be open to trying this game. Yeah, it it looks really fun. Like I was, I'm excited to play this game, and the, and not typically this isn't typically my style of game, so I was surprised. But until you lose your life to Planet it. Coaster, looks really cool. Um, and that'll be summer 2020. The um the because we're talking about Frontier, because we're talking about Planet Coaster, what the there was DLC that was announced as well. That's right. Yeah. Keep turning it up. Just crank it. Crank it. Uh, They announced that there is a Jurassic Park Classic DLC coming to Jurassic World Evolution where they're going, where you actually go back to the original park from 93 uh, and you have some missions and you have skins and you now have an aviary area, which is like the most requested thing among the Jurassic World community that they just wanted pterodactyls and stuff. So, uh, it's, it's really cool to see some of the changes that they're coming. Uh, I, I honestly thought Jurassic World Evolution was a game that would have been dead a year ago. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Never. I thought this game you was going to come out. The they were going to have two like two DLC packs and they were just going to die. But Frontier is still supporting this. And the game's been out a year and a half. How did you feel when you saw this announcement? I was really excited. <laughs> I was good, just like, good. I need. I have so many video games I need to play. And Jurassic World Evolution can kill any other game that I own. I'm very scared about that. Nice, nice. All right. The uh, moving on from that, we saw lots of update, uh, new trailers and updates for previously announced games like Flight Simulator: Age of Empires. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons looks super cool. I'm like, I know we don't like Minecraft, but Minecraft Dungeons. Player One Mickey loves Minecraft. Amazing. I know none of us like Minecraft <laughs> here in this in this studio, but man, does Minecraft Dungeons look amazing! It's gonna You're have an arc a boy feel. now, man. Yeah, I'm an arc boy now, but that game's gonna have a different feel. It's not gonna be. It's not Minecraft. Mi- no, no, it's a dungeon crawler with a yeah. Minecraft skin. It reminds so. me of. Diablo meets Gauntlet. Yeah. It's, it's not quite Diablo. It's not quite Gauntlet. It falls somewhere right in the middle, which I'm okay with. Like, I think that game could be a lot of fun. Again, hitting Game Pass when it launches day one. So <laughs> it's one of those things. You got Game Pass? Try it out because there's no cost to you. Just try it out. Maybe you like it. If you don't, delete it from your system and move <laughs> on. So once again, get Game Pass. It's a great value. <laughs> Wait, is Planet Coaster going to be on Game Pass? It is. <laughs> yep. Um, Excuse me, I need to go buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we got to see uh, Crossfire X continuation of the hype around that game, which we got to actually see gameplay of this high, this fast action shooter that reminds me a lot. Oh, of, that's why Miggy dropped a picture of Crossfire in our chat. I was like, yes. I was like, any big announcements? He just dropped Crossfire. I was yeah. like, I was like, all right, you can get caught in the Crossfire. Yeah, the big, Crossfire. I guess the big news I miss is Minecraft Dungeons is getting uh, did get a April 2020 release. Uh, during during the show, so we didn't have any release before that. So there oh. you go. Uh, Crossfire X though did show us a lot of a lot of gameplay. Yeah, it looked interesting. It looks fast paced. It's that CS:GO feel, you know, style shooter. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I don't know anything about the PC side of of, uh, of Crossfire X. But it looks cool. If you're into that style, I, I think you're probably excited for this game because it's it's a new competitor. <laughs> 
a new competitor that's going into this and, and getting ready. It, I mean, the visuals from the trailer, it looks cool. Intense. Yeah. It looks very intense. Yeah, look at yeah. that guy just got blown oh, into yeah. a wall. Yeah, it very graphic too. So yeah, yeah, it should be it should be uh, probably a f- another fun you know multiplayer game. So. This looks better than Morphe's Law. Oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> Once a month, they got to bring up Morphe's Law. <sighs> the Artful Escape, and then of course they actually opened the show with this. So I wanted to make mention Jedi Fallen Order. Right, they opened this show with a trailer that was. I think I think I talked about this on stream the other day that I'm a crybaby, right? That I'm an emotional person, and as I get older, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. And this trailer was this little—it's a live-action trailer, and this girl is like walking through what looks like some sort of construction zone, and you see her kind of walking up, and and you see this this adult looking through this window that's kind of like cracked out at her, and they're looking at each other, and he turns away, and you and like you realize like there's like father-daughter connection here. And she keeps walking in, and he turns away, and he's still working because he's busy, right? He's just he's so busy because he's a grown-up. And all the workers turn towards the girl, and they all grab, like, wrenches and different things, and they start going, pew, 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 and they convert into stormtroopers. And she all of a sudden has a flashlight that turns into a lightsaber, and she's deflecting all these bullets, and she's having a lot of fun, and it's just super cool, right? And she's fighting her way through, and finally, like, her, her flashlight goes flying through the air, through the window that the guy was standing and he picks it up and he looked angry at first like you know oh you you know you bust the window and then like he thinks about it for a second and all of a sudden a droid shows up next Mm -hmm. to him basically symbolizing that like he's like oh i gotta go play i gotta go spend some time with my daughter and so she's getting cornered by all of these like stormtroopers and and basically like is is like this is the end for her and you see the you see like the pipe flashlight thing like Mm -hmm. slide into the ground next next to her foot and she turns and there's her dad like staring at her in the shadows like get him and she picks it up lightsaber and starts fighting and everything it was just super cool and like it took me back to just like I don't know, being a kid, right? Like, it was such a fun, such a fun commercial. And that's all it was. It was a commercial. And then it cuts to some gameplay of Star Wars Jedi Jedi Fallen Order that just came out. And you're like, uh-oh. And all of a sudden, you have the character Cal right there. And the blade turns on. And you're like, yep, I've seen this before. And then a second blade comes out the bottom of it, which you haven't seen before. And you're like, oh, Damn! Does Cal have does Cal have a double a Darth Maul Ooh. lightsaber? So uh, and then basically it cuts and they only start interviewing Respawn and it was a really good, really cool way to open open the show. So um, there's a lot of things that happened other otherwise in the uh, in the show. I'm not going to spend any more time on it. Besides one thing, which was X Cloud got a you know um, got some more updates. They were talking about how there's 50 video games already available on X Cloud to stream. They're adding Devil May Cry, the new Madden Tekken 7. They're working with a bunch of other uh, companies uh, to add even more. games games um the public preview got announced and, th- and that's going to be happening here very soon so you can sign up over on x project xcloud.com um microsoft did say that they would bring the service to windows 10 pc and support more controllers like even the dual shock 4 mm, yeah an actual good controller oh get out of here i don't like the face buttons and i don't like the joysticks are, on an xbox you controller. are just a bad person but here's where i think the biggest announcement of x cloud that i absolutely loved 
Microsoft will also be bringing xCloud game streaming to Xbox Game Pass next year. Mm. So your Xbox Game Pass is now going to be able to go with you on the go. Move over, Stadia. You're in trouble. So. Serious trouble. <laughs> if Stadia is going to charge individually for games, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. XCloud could definitely kill Stadia. Yeah, yeah. XCloud is really starting to look scary and exciting. You know, if you're if you're already like on board with it, but for the other competitors, it's it's definitely got to be looking scary right now. So yeah, um, there are a lot of other um, exciting news. The, the, the really the big push on Game Pass and how many new games they're adding, and just the value of Game Pass growing uh, over the next couple months. And then they even showed into twenty twenty like what they plan to do. It's really good. It's really cool. It's just it's just I, I don't even know how they're really doing it. Like I don't get it. It's so the value is so good that the last time I thought a value like this was like this good was that time that Best Buy was like, hey, we're going to give you discounts on every video game you buy. And I was like, how are you guys making money? And then all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're not making money. We got to yeah, get rid yeah. of this. Yeah, it feels like that for sure. <laughs> it just feels too good. But I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. So anyways, um, XO19, I would say a, a huge success right now. They did, they did a great job with the show. Uh, one thing I really liked is that every announcement happened right on the floor. So like fans got to kind to pile around the people that were making the announcement so it was kind of it was cool like it just kind of felt like a bunch of like xbox fans hanging out and and different pods they would just cut cameras back and forth to make announcements it wasn't like a big stage and that the people were separated away it just was uh you know it just was fans and 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 microsoft together Nice. Yeah, it, it was really cool. And then it went on for two days after that, where if you want to get in, if there was a specific announcement that you cared about, what they did was they literally scheduled the following two days, hour by hour, to, with those developers, with those projects, to talk just about that stuff. So if you go to Mixer and you go to the Xbox channel, or obviously YouTube or wherever, you can go in and you can actually find more details and specific stuff about whatever piece you cared a lot about. So you want to go listen to Rare talk about something, it's there. So... Very good show. They did they did an uh, awesome job, and they released a custom controller. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I didn't. They had a limited edition apparel and controller because of the event, and the controller is like, man, it's hard to explain. It's like a wavy, like, white Xbox green and gray, like, wave um, graphic. We'll see if uh, Mickey can throw it up in the mixer, but it... Uh, I don't need it because I have the Elite Series 2 and I don't need another standard controller, but I want it. And so that, that um, yeah, there it is right there. Doesn't that look cool? Oh, that's pretty cool. It's a little, it's a little busy for my personal yeah. taste, but I mean, it's cool for sure. Yeah. If you just search XO19 controller, you'll, you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry. They're only $400 on eBay. They probably sold out because they were limited edition. So that's the other problem. I didn't get it, so it's too late now. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's a little messy for my own personal taste. What do you think, Miggy? Like, looking at that, having a seizure right now. It's a good seizure though. It's like a happy seizure. Mm, okay. You don't like it? Nah. Oh, I thought it was. Cool. I, I love the color scheme. I'm not. See, as, I like clean lines. Okay, I'm a clean this? lines guy. Look into it deeper. Do you see the bottom left corner? Yes. What's in it? It's a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Planet Coaster. I need. I need it. <laughs> I'm sold. It's not Planet Coaster. It's because it's within London, and then that's the, they. Oh, have it's like, the Eye of London. Yeah. I thought it was. Cool. I haven't been to the Eye of London, but I saw the Eye of Orlando one time. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was super cool. It's cool. 
anyway, it's just as good. In, in, <laughs> looking at swamps, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, looking at swamps boy. and meth heads. Anyways, Exo nineteen <laughs> was a good time. If you guys want to talk more about Exo nineteen, you want to talk about some of the announcements, join the Discord, gameslittlemedia.com. Click that community tab. Join the Discord today, right in the Xbox channel. We can keep this talk going, and you can let us know what you thought of Exo nineteen and what your favorite announcements were. But all right. That's uh, that's the big chunk of the of the news. We're gonna get into our first impression slash just I guess I guess review of somewhat of some game releases, big game releases that happened in Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, and then we're gonna talk about Pokemon, right? Yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's get started. I played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I picked it up at launch, and I had high hopes for this game. Let's just cover a few things. Jedi. Uh, sorry, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, developed by Respawn. Respawn being the creator of Apex Legends and Titanfall 1 and 2, right? Um, all three of those games I've really enjoyed. Mechanically, they're very sound. They've done a good job, and so. but the question is, could they make a third-person, story-driven Star Wars game? Very different than what they've been doing. Something we haven't seen done in a long time, and it hasn't been done well in a longer time. Exactly, exactly. So then they decided they were, you know it's going to be canon. It's going to actually tie into the Star Wars universe, which then got Disney involved and got Lucasfilms involved, and they worked on the project side by side with Respawn. Okay. Game trailers have looked cool. I've been excited for it. Get the game, put it in, start playing, and... Instantly, I go, oh my god, something is happening here. Something special is happening here. I love this game. I pretty much have told people that if they're, what, they're like, what is it like? What, is, what does it remind you of? And I say, this is God of War, the new reboot of God of War. I've heard of it. Meets with a Star Wars skin on it. Like that's what it, that's how good it feels to me. God of War, your game of the year last year, with a Star Wars skin on it. The the, the lightsaber mechanics are, for the like I, I I'm just gonna say it. They're flawless. They are so much fun. There's so much there's so much value to them. There's so much just it's so much depth to the fighting that it feels like you actually instead of just button mash, you want to learn tactics. You want to build a strategy. You want to do better with with your lightsaber because it pays off. It's not just mash a button and get through it. And which would be more like your Star Wars Force uh, Force Unleashed, which I enjoyed, but this is better. Star, yeah, Star Wars Force Unleashed was more it was it was it fit into the traditional hack and slash games that were popular at the time in the mid 2000s everyone was just making button mashing hack and slashes based off the popularity of what game the original God of War Yeah absolutely So it makes sense that yeah. as God of War continues to change trends in gaming it makes sense that there be a certain amount of follow suit from the yeah. Star Wars franchise And so you know, I've talked about that. The fighting mechanics are very are very good. The um, the droid BD one is. I, I like fell in love with this droid. Like this droid, it's so cool. It, it like and Lucasfilms and and Disney are so good at this, right? They create this robotic creature that you 
you fall in love with. I don't even know how. I don't get don't it. Know how they do They've it? They've always done it because it starts always. with R two and three PO, BB eight, and I just watched Rogue One and K. And K. Yeah. I was like K two S O. You're so fun. So good. They just continuously mit- and then uh and again we don't want to go too deep in the Mandalorian again. Yeah. In episode one of Mandalorian, yeah. there's a droid that you're just like this guy is the best. <laughs> <laughs> that droid is no, phenomenal. BD one yeah. doing it again. So they just they do yeah they they figure out a way to like where you connect with it and sure enough in this game and they take it that step further with this game where everything from your lightsaber to your droid to your ship to your outfit you can you can manipulate so even though you're you're playing this character cal and and it's all kind of locked in okay and this is spoiler free i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to sit here and and and, you know give him anything away but you know you can adjust things you can customize your lightsaber you can customize the looks of like the appearance of your character as far as like your clothing and your ships you know your ships like material and coloring things like that you and, and it's fun and it gives you a reason to go around the world and search for lo- these loot boxes that are hidden so like you can go through and you can just push the main objective and get through the game quicker or you can explore these open worlds at each planet and really when I mean explore this world, I landed on this planet, and we're not going to get into the planet, but, you know, let's just say this planet had a dungeon, right, that I was supposed to go to. And I went to the dungeon, I did the dungeon, and I left. And it was like, okay, get back to the ship, we're going to go somewhere else. Well, I realized I got a new ability that could allow me to go to some of these places I couldn't go before. What does this remind you of? It remi- Metroidvania. Yeah. It reminds me of Metroid Prime. Like 3D Vania done well. So I was like, I get this power. I go, oh, I can go through these areas that I I remember. So I have a map. I backtrack to this map. I I open this door. I go through it. It's an entire additional dungeon. And I mean full size. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I get through that. Well, in there, there's things that I can't can't access because I have to go to a different planet, get a different ability, whatever, and come back here. Well, I kept pushing, and I got through to a crashed Imperial ship that was another dungeon. Same planet. And I'm like, this world is huge. And I knew there was still a couple other areas I hadn't even touched yet. So just this one planet, I've already sunk like 16 to 18 hours, and I'm still on technically my second planet, but that first planet, you know, you're, you're kind of quick, and you're going to go back to it. So... It's really your first main planet that I'm on. And I'm just like, I don't want to leave you. I don't want to leave you. I want to explore and, and just and keep pushing because the next time I find a new crystal for my lightsaber or a new hilt for my lightsaber or something like that, then I want to go to the, my workbench and see what I can, how I can alter my lightsaber. It's addicting in that sense like Spider-Man was where you like wanted to collect mm-hmm. you know, your situation so that you could get different suits so that you could unlock these things. They did it right and then it's so hard to sit there and say about an EA game, but they did. Respawn did it right, and it's fun. It doesn't feel tedious. You want to do it, and so I've, uh, like I said, I've put probably between sixteen to eighteen hours into this game. It's why it's why you're going to talk about Pokemon and I'm not because yeah. I have not been able to play Pokemon because I didn't expect Star Wars to do this much for me, and it's it's. It's met, exceeded, and just blown me away. I would highly recommend this game for the holidays. If you can, you know, coming up here, you're going to probably find it on sale. This will be such a fun game for so many people that are looking for that, you know, linear that linear game that then jumps into kind of open up, open world, and then shrinks back down just like God of War did. It is 
so good. And um, the story so far, written, you know, again, canon, fits in between episode three and four. Mm-hmm. And I will say, that's all I'm going to say, but I, I will say... It, answer, it, it follows things that you want, things that you wanted to know more about, things that you wanted to explore some more, and it's totally worth it. So far, it has been a lot of fun. I can't wait to play more, and I've been streaming a lot of it on Mixer, so I, 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 if you want to try to watch some of the gameplay to you know to gauge if it's for you or not. Um, but yeah, that uh, that's what I've been doing with all my time. It's so good. Um, one of my favorite games of the year already. Yeah, we had some excitement going into this, and I have been honest. The reason I'm not playing it is because I'm I'm a Pokemon guy. Like I gotta play Pokemon, and I know that this game will always be one that I will want to go back to. And you know, I'm I'm excited to play it eventually. But you and I are the type of guys that will pretty much play anything Star Wars. Like we're big enough Star Wars fans where we're gonna give anything a try. And leading into this, we're both like, man, it's just been so long since we've had a story. We just want it to be good. Yeah. So it, I, I'm really excited. When I, when I kept getting on my Switch, I, three times over the weekend, went and looked at your play history on your Switch to see if you were playing Pokemon. And every time, because I wasn't like texting you this weekend because I was playing Pokemon. I was like, Star Wars must be real good. Like uh, because yeah. I knew that it had to be good, and you were loving it because you weren't playing Pokemon. I knew that's exactly what was happening because. Friday, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, Grim and I work our day jobs together. Like Friday, you and I are like, dude, gotta get work, gotta play Pokemon, gotta get work, gotta play Pokemon. Yeah. And now it's Sunday morning. I was like, Grim hasn't played Pokemon yet. Yeah. I, uh, so I streamed it on, on Saturday. Yeah. And I was going to stream the early in the day. I was going to do Star Wars. In the evening, I was going to do Pokemon. That yeah. was the game plan. And then I had like, fifth, like, I don't know, 10 to 15 people watching me play Star Wars. And people were just loving it, and I was, and I was in, like into the game. People kept telling me, like, "Are you gonna switch yet? Are you gonna, are you gonna switch yet?" And I'm like, "No, why would I switch?" And I look up, and I had been streaming for seven hours, wow. and I'm like, "Oh, well, no, I'm not going to switch because I'm really enjoying this, and I'm gonna keep going." And so that first that first day I was like eight to nine hours of gameplay, and then Sunday was just more of that. Yeah, and yeah, I oh, so much fun. Well, but what about you? What have you been playing? So a little game in this, called in this extended in this extended uh, little bit of a Zilla moment here. Um, yeah. So I I have been heavily going into playing uh, Pokemon Shield, while my wife is playing Pokemon Sword. And you know the the preface is Pokemon is probably my favorite video game series. I love the series. I've played almost every mainline game. Uh, in one way or another, and you know my my hopes got really sky high on Friday. I was super excited. I, I pretty much mapped out my entire weekend to game, and I can't tell you the last time I did that. Uh, I'm 19 hours into Pokemon. Yeah, it, <laughs> over 19 hours because I played some today. So we had a friend that was was sharing how much that she was playing Pokemon, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Hey, you need to slow down. You're gonna burn through this game, and then I get into work today to find out that you had actually played it more. And I was like, "What? Yeah, you? Yeah, like, I, like, like the dude that's like, okay, I have a 30 minute window to play video games, and then I gotta go like 19 hours over the weekend, and that's almost one full day of your weekend gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, <laughs> here's the truth about that. 
it would have easily been 22 hours, <laughs> except for there was a point where my wife came home on Saturday. She worked some on Saturday, and she came home, and she's like, so you did get your chores done. Thank you for that. Like, I, I took care of the dishes. I, I cleaned the tub. Like, I did adult things with my weekend, the minimal amount, but I did them. She's like, you you need to leave the house at some point today. I go, no, I don't. I'm already exploring the gallery region. Uh-uh-uh. And she was like, yeah, you need to leave the house. She's like, how about we go to the mall? You said you got some hot cash from our boy Bax. And I was like, he did hook me up with some hot cash codes. And she's like, I'll buy you a Cinnabon. I was like, you got a deal. <laughs> you can bribe me. But can out I of bring house. my Switch? Yeah, I almost did. I was like, just in case you want to try and close. Uh, so there was two points this weekend where she was like, you need to leave the house. You need to be a person. Um, but so so I am enjoying the game. I can tell you, we're looking at first impressions here. Uh, so far, I have liked the game quite a bit, uh, where at least one all was said and done with Sun and Moon. I didn't like Sun and Moon. I got sick of playing Sun and Moon. It became this drawn-out thing that felt like a chore. Now, if we went back to the pod, our podcast when Sun and Moon came out, I might have told you that I loved that from, from the get-go. But I, I'm 19 hours into this game, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. Now, I will say I picked Grookey as my starter, the little uh, grass uh, gorilla for anyone that that's asked. And... Um, I don't know. Let's go into what I see are improvements that this game has made over previous games in the series. Uh, so I think the pacing of this game is an improvement over Sun and Moon, where I thought the pacing of Sun and Moon was awful. I felt like any time you were making any progress, you were grinded to a halt for what felt like too long. You finish, you finish a gym battle, now you're in a lengthy set of cutscenes that you can't get through, and it was all always taking too long. The end of the game has like almost an hour of cutscenes that you can't skip after beating you know, uh, the, the Elite Four, whatever you had to do at the end of the game. It was just brutal, where I'm not feeling the length of the cutscenes in this one as, as, as much. There may be more of them. But they're quicker. They're quicker little dialogue sections back and forth, and then you're back to the action. But I do think there's, especially for the first hour to two hours, there are quite a few interruptions. But that's how most modern Pokemon games have been for a while, where there's a lot of teaching to get you into the game. Uh, But again, I feel like the pacing is better. I feel less frustrated than I did in the last generation. So that's that's an improvement to me. Okay. Uh, another thing that's improvement is the connectivity is super cool. I mean, this is a modern Pokemon game on a modern console where, you know, I, I'm playing online and I can see what all the people on my friends list are doing. When when I'm playing and our, our boy Invalid catches a new Pokemon, it pops up on my system. When, oh, my, wa- cool. when my wife does a surprise trade, I see what she got in her trade in my little ticker on the side of my screen. That's so cool. there's connectivity uh, amongst the other trainers, and it's it's pretty easy to link up and do things. So um, uh, I like that a lot, and I'm going to get to one of my favorite parts of the connectivity a little later on. Uh, the wild area. I didn't know what I was going to make of the, what they called the wild area, and I, I didn't understand it before you start playing it because they show you these previews of what the wild area is, and it looks like it's this big open area where you control the camera, and there's all these Pokemon spawning up. And actually moving around, you can actually see the Pokemon in Let's Go, which is like, like in Let's Go, which is another thing that I liked as an addition. It makes the environment feel lively. It makes the Pokemon seem more realistic. 
the wild area, I I didn't realize that you are all you can also still find Pokemon along the routes like you can in other games. The wild area is this giant sprawling area where every day the Pokemon that spawn in these specific areas of the wild area change and rotate. So when you go back to the same place each day, you're going to see a variety of different Pokemon spawning there, which is really cool. And each day within the game. Uh, I've noticed it with each, within uh, an actual 24-hour cycle. Oh, okay. Like when I was playing Saturday, there was a few different Pokemon when I played on Sunday. And then same today, I saw some day. It's not all the Pokemon change, but I'm seeing some of them change, which is cool. Now, within the wild area, here, and here's the, the, the coolest new thing about the game. There are these, they look like wells on the ground, and they'll have energy beams coming up out of them. And you can go and engage with one of them and open what they call a max raid battle. A max raid battle is where you can invite up to three other players to do similar to Pokemon Go. I don't play Pokemon Go, but this is what people tell me. The raid battles there, it's the similar thing where you get four players together and you can take on a, a Dynamax or a Gigantamaxed Pokemon that's super powered and you have four turns to take down this super powered Pokemon. And if you do, you have the opportunity to throw one ball and try to catch it. Oh, you only have one ball. You get one chance. Can, you get to pick what kind of ball? You get to pick which type of okay. ball you throw. Right. Um, you get one chance to throw after you knock out the Pokemon. You knock out the Pokemon. You catch the Pokemon. If you do, that's, that's great. That's a bonus. But then all of a sudden, you get a loot drop at the end of that. Okay. You get experience candy. So, you know, in Pokemon series for a long time, they've had rare candies, which do an instant level up. Well, these have extra small all the way through large experience candies that you can give your Pokemon and boom, just shoot up their experience. It's great for raising your Pokemon and you can farm this stuff really easily by getting into these raid battles and you can get. Um, so there are TMs, which are uh, technical machines, which you can use to teach Pokemon Pokemon different attacks. In the uh, sixth generation, the TMs became, um, it might have been the, the fifth generation, but I think it was the sixth generation, the TMs became something that you could reuse. When you used it, it wasn't like a one-time use like it used to be. Well, in this game, you do have TMs. They are multiple-time use, but you also now have technical records, TRs, which are one-time use okay. moves. But you farm them. When you do a max raid battle, you get TRs. So if you take on a grass Pokemon and you beat it, odds are you're going to get one or two grass-type move TRs to drop as loot. Oh, nice. And everyone who takes on the Pokemon gets the same loot. So, okay. so here's the thing that's cool. You're online. You're connected. And I'm playing along. And then I see one of my friends initiates a max raid. I can just boop, boop, couple clicks, and I'm in joining their raid. It's that easy. And then the raids take three minutes, four minutes. They're not a long thing to do. So I can so I, I can be anywhere. I don't have to be in the wild area where they're in the wild area to engage the battle. I can be anywhere. I can be, you know, a, in a city halfway across the, the region. And I see that one of my friends fires up a battle online. I'm going to hop in. I'm going to help them try to take down that Pokemon, and I'm going to try and get the loot with them. That, yeah, so you were expect because that's something. Okay, let's just cover this. I've played 15 minutes. Yeah, I yeah. literally got to pick my starter Pokemon, and that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, I tried to play more of it. I, la I like sat down after I got done with like my last Star Wars session, and I was like, I'm going to try to get like an hour. I want to get an hour into this game so I can talk more on it. And I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, but not because of the game, just because I was exhausted. Uh, I think my first impression of the game is that it's gorgeous. And, and you know, though I got to play it at, at uh, 
packs, I only got to play inside of a battle. So, like, I didn't get to see the world mm-hmm. and stuff. So, I think it's gorgeous. I can't wait to play more of it. But one thing I was curious about was what, how does rating work? How, do, how yeah. you know, how does it work? And, and because it's co-op, like, what does that mean? How do we, how do we link up? Because, let's be honest, Nintendo generally doesn't do the best job at making it easy for you to play with your friends. Mm-hmm. And so when you explained this to me, I was like, oh, my God, this sounds great. And the more you talk about it, it's just like, wow, they get it. Like, at least at least this team, the team that developed this game gets it. Yeah. And let's and I think part of it as much as as much as I cringe to to give the credit for this is that we see that they learned from Pokemon Go and they learned from Let's Go. Yeah, they did. They learned from both those games, and and you see it in Sword and Shield. Absolutely, uh, and raid battles are also available offline. You can do it, and it will spawn NPCs to play oh, with you. That's cool. But to, you know, today at work, you know, Grim unfortunately had to work through our lunch break, but we had and I forgot my switch. We had other friends that had their had their. Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield copies in their switches, we can just fire it up locally and I can kick it out and anyone that's connected to a just locally, they can see what I'm doing in my game and vice versa. So we had three of us at on our lunch break and we got some cool drops from from doing raids just offline. Just, you know, again, being Pokemon players, you know, collectively enjoying the game together. So that's something that I think is a a wonderful addition to add some longevity, some end game, uh, new ways to grind. Mind, uh, it, it's really cool. Yeah, I, again, I, and I'll just touch on it a little bit more, that this is that first game, and I know we had Let's Go, and Let's, and Let's Go looked really cool. Okay, but... Or was really cool. This is that first game because it's a, it's a true generation of Pokemon that, like, this is that first true generation on a different system. Yeah. And you, you instantly feel it. Yeah. It instantly feels refreshing. It feels like, oh my god, I've been waiting for this for so long because I've played so many generations of Pokemon on a DS system of some sort. Finally, I have something more powerful, and because of it, they're able to push this franchise more mm-hmm. in the direction that I've wanted. Yeah. And you know, and one feature that I loved, and I don't, and I think it's throughout the game, the way that uh, um, our friend was talking about it, that I noticed at least early in the game. You can see the Pokemon. Yeah, it's like in in Let's Go, yeah. where you can actually they're actually out walking around. That's why I said it fills the environment. It, there there yeah. are still some Pokemon hidden in the grass. If sure. you walk through grass, you still might get a random encounter, which is um, fine. Yeah, but it, it's good. It's a mix of the two because yeah. that was one of the things after playing Let's Go. I go, well, it'll be disappointing if it's not like that in Sword and Shield because it did it did liven it up. It was really fun. It was something I liked about playing uh, the Pokemon Let's Go series. Um, trying to recollect my thought. Yeah, so the raid raid battles, uh, super cool. Um, okay, the Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing. When they announced this, oh man, we bashed it so on hard on this show. We're like, this is stupid. Um, I can say after having now played twenty hours of the game, you can only Dynamax in gym battles and in these. Raids where yep. you're taking on a Dyna, uh, Dynamax Pokemon or Gigantamax Pokemon if you're lucky enough to to find one, um, which they didn't disclose that to us before. Correct. So you just thought it. And again, I don't know if Dynamaxing is going to be part of the competitive meta. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to treat those like gym battles. That's something that, that isn't 
I don't know yet. That information could be out there. But I don't know. It makes it kind of feel fun and special when you're in a gym battle and you get the Dynamax or you're in the raid battle. If you're the one that initiated the raid battle, you get first priority in choosing if you Dynamax because only one Pokemon can Dynamax in the raid. Uh, But it took something that when they showed it to us, we're like, this is a stupid gimmick. I can't believe that's what they're doing with this series to then go, I don't know. It's not intrusive. It's kind of neat. Cool. You know, like where... Uh, Z moves I thought were kind of lame and Mega Evolutions were very cool but they dominated the meta yeah I agree like a lot of a lot of the uh, the Mega Evolutions were very cool like super cool loved them and that's why I think I like what they did with Dynamax where the Mega Evolution like alteration and and making things look cool um, they they took that aspect and and spun it into this but then they created what I think was balance yeah like this feels like balance and i talked about it because of packs where i wanted to do something that wasn't the normal way that the nintendo reps would have had me play the demo mm-hmm. but they let me do it and because of it they're like i don't know if you're gonna get through the demo but we'll try and so i took an uh yamper or whatever the corgi pokemon mm-hmm. i'm i dynamaxed because I wanted to see a giant corgi Pokemon. That was the only reason I did it. Good enough reason. And I had fun with it. I ended up, I ended up, you know, um, getting knocked out. That Pokemon got knocked out. So then they, instead of matching the Dynamax, I went first. So the computer Dynamaxed. And I was like, well, thinking old school Pokemon, I'm like, well, I lost this battle. Yeah. And that's when the Nintendo representative was like, okay, you just gotta, you just gotta get through three turns or whatever. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he's like, so put out you, you put out your sheep because your sheep's kind of a tank. And we put the what's the sheep? Wulu. Wulu. Put Wulu out. I'm like, okay. I put Wulu out, and Wulu gets me through two turns. I get through that third turn, it shrinks down, and we're back. Like I had I had weathered the storm, mm-hmm. and now we're back to an evil playing an even playing ground, and I was actually able to win. And I was like, "This mechanic works. It's cool. It, it you can you can use it to your advantage if you're smart and and you you don't do things like I did. And but if you get in a tough situation, you can find you can work your way out of it. Possibly, it's not super OP. It's not insta death when you would go mega evolution. You're just like, well, you're gonna run everyone. I'm done. Over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's just gonna run every one of my my Pokemon over. Yeah. So so far, I've, I've I've liked the mechanic. Where initially I was like, this is stupid. So you know, hey, it's one of those things that uh, the outrage, you know, the hate it before you experience it that our culture likes to have, especially in the gaming world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, hey, I'll I'll admit I was I was wrong on that. It's not that bad. Um, and and the next thing. Um, there are some areas where I feel like there is an increase in challenge where I, you know, Pokemon games have been too easy for the last, since the sixth generation, really like as cool as mega evolution is, I felt like the difficulty scaled down a lot. And here in the eighth generation, um, when you get in this wild area, yeah, there's some like level 10 and level 15 like Pokemon just chilling. Uh, but then uh, a straight up level 50 Steelix can roll up on you and not let you leave and kill you. They they make the trying to run away from strong Pokemon more difficult. You're going to take a couple shots before you can get away. Okay, yeah. A good. lot of the time, which is cool. I you know, I found a a level 30. Okay, here's another change in this game. You, the uh, your ability to catch high level Pokemon is capped. 
as you get more badges, it increases. Okay, you can catch Pokemon up to level 20, now 25, 30, 35. That's because when you get in the wild area, you're going to, early on in the game, you can run into level 50 and level 55 Pokemon really early. So it's basically the game letting you know you can't catch those. They will kill you. Right. So I had a level 30 cap. I tried catching like level 29, level 30 Pokemon. It was still really hard to do. And I actually had a level 30 Torkoal that I really wanted wipe my whole team out. Oh. And I, I was like, oh, well. And then, you know, I went and got another badge, made it a little bit easier, went back and got my Torkoal. But the thing is, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, this is how easy Sun and Moon was for me as a Pokemon vet. Not one time in my entire pay- playthrough of the game did my starter, my Litten, all the way to my Incineroar, ever get knocked out. Not a single time wow. did that Pokemon faint in my playthrough. Where in this, my Grookey got knocked out like two hours into the game. I was like, oh, no, I wasn't ready for that. You know, like yeah. it happened. So there, there is an area where the difficulty scaled a little bit more. All right, I'm going to pull in the question from Mixer here. Yeah, okay? let's do We're it. Live on Mixer.com slash Games Media. Owl Zero says, question for Deadite. Uh, is there enough new and cool things in this game to be happy that you paid full price for it? No doubt. But I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Huge Pokemon fan, but you're coming off of Sun and Moon, so I think I this is like. such what you did. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like either. I, I think I think Sun and Moon actually kind of jaded me in a way where I was just like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. A, maybe I'm not into Pokemon anymore. Maybe I've actually like slightly grown out of it. Yeah. But um, you know, Let's Go kind of helped me re- like realize that it was just the fact that I did not like Sun and Moon. Yeah. And this game, even though I don't have that much time into it, the second I picked it up and started running through the town, I was like, oh, my God, this is, this looks great. And, you know, the part I didn't know that you've already kind of reassured me is that the 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 I'm going to hold your hand and you are not allowed to go through these doorways until I say so isn't necessarily there. And you that's can, you can actually skip some things. It, yeah. it, it will ask, they like, it, 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 there's a few times in the first hour where you get the choice of, ah, uh, yeah, I've already played before. And it lets you skip some dialogue sections, which is really cool. Again, for someone who I've been playing Pokemon for over 20 years. Right. So. Yeah. So I, um, I, I've i seen that. And then, again, listening to you guys talk, watching, you know, reading reviews, watching some of this. I mean, peop- uh, the critics right now are calling this the best game in the entire Pokemon series. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much they're praising this game because it does have the core mechanics that you love. It does have the social aspect of the game that we've never truly had before. It it, it is it, it is that blend that I think we've really been looking for that the DS couldn't give us. That the yeah. the archaic you know system and and limitations couldn't give us. Here we are, and we're seeing you know the potential of what Pokemon can be current gen and moving forward yeah that that's definitely the case it it feels so totally it, worth 60 bucks it to, to me it is if someone doesn't really enjoy playing pokemon that much there's not anything about this game that's going to r- really grab their attention and make them want to play it I, don't think, I think you have to already yeah yeah i think you have to at least have some enjoyment of pokemon the thing about pokemon to me is like okay so we could call this a you know an rpg turn-based you know a lot of those, a lot of the you know turn-based RPGs are not my thing. Yeah, they they haven't. I, been. I normally don't. Pokemon's the only turn-based right. series I'm obsessed with. But Pokemon c- can get my attention. The difference here is that when I played Let's Go, and I could see the Pokemon in the wild, mm-hmm. 
and certain small changes like that was a selling point for me. It did bring me back into yeah. the game where I was like, this is this is something I've wanted. I don't like just hundreds and hundreds and I mean, depending on how many hours you play, thousands of random encounters. Mm -hmm. Like I want the opportunity sometimes where I'm not going to run into the 700th Caterpie in a row because I'm just running through grass. Like, you know, let me see it. All of it throughout this game, all of the areas where you have to go through grass are really thin or there's ways around them. They really yeah. don't force you to yeah. trudge through grass uh, as a means of impedance. And um, so that's one of the things that I'll, I'll cover maybe in detractions in some ways is the pacing of the game. Yeah. Um, one other thing I did like is they've they've simplified the options that you have as a trainer yeah. to how you can raise your Pokemon. Again, there's experience candies. Uh, I haven't used any of them yet, but there are actual consumables that you can use for training the specific stats, raising the special attack, raising the speed, raising the defense. Opposed uh, to in two generations ago, it was a mini game that you could play to raise those those specific stats and super train your Pokemon, which I liked. The last generation, again, it's one of the reasons Sword and Moon, saw, uh, Sun and Moon sucked, is... They had the they had this like weird like carnival that you had to travel to and you could do all these customization things, but it was it was cumbersome. There was so much to it. I never took the time to learn it. If you wanted to train your Pokemon in specific stats, you had to just cast them away to like train on an island for 24 hours to raise their stats. It took too long and I didn't like it at all. They do have Pokemon jobs that you could send your Pokemon up uh, out to level up in and, and things like that, which are cool. But again, the game is so much more strong streamlined and accessible from a actual uh, training and learning the meta standpoint and you know yeah. actually being able to play which is which cool. they had talked a little bit about saying that yeah. and, and but we weren't sure if it if we would like it or not it turns out mm -hmm. and so far it seems it seems good it yeah. seems like it seems smart the, the the grindiness is still there to an extent but it's not I think I talked about it where like some of those things about perfect IVs and, per, and doing all this like I never did that yeah. and so like for me the way you've explained it and the way that if I want to put time into a, a particular Pokemon and really build it out because it's one of my favorites or, or I really like, you know, it's a new one I really like, like, it seems this system, this way that they're going about it, even someone like me, I'm more interested in doing it. It's definitely more accessible than it's ever yeah. been. Um, okay, now now some of the detractions. There, there's at least two things about this game that I'm, I'm not impressed. Um, the wild area sometimes loads really poorly. Um, I mean, I'm talking. And this is hand, is this handheld and uh, docked. Yeah, yeah, handheld and docked. I haven't okay, seen a just, performance difference. Okay. Um, there's a lot of times when you know Mickey was rolling the footage earlier. Like sometimes the draw distance is really bad. Like, oh, really? like, like again, they're using the fog as a mask and and that sort of stuff. And there's sometimes I'm like, this is a strong enough system that it. Like I understand if they're loading a lot of individual Pokemon. The Pokemon don't load until you get a little bit closer to them. You know, there's just times where the wild area looks underwhelming when you talk about like oh there's some areas of this game that look beautiful the wild area is not one of those areas once you get to the wild area and explore it you go this area looks kind of ugly for being such a marquee area of the game where you spend a lot of time uh grinding doing these raid battles catching these wild pokemon a really fun place to be in the game there's points where it looks ugly and it loads bad and that i don't i don't understand why the only thing I can think of, and, and I haven't been there yet, but the idea is that when you think of that specific zone, 
it's probably like the most resource required it zone for sure is it, because no of doubt. everything that's happening there there's nothing else in pokemon that's ever been like the wild area but again this is uh do you think it's something they could fix with patches or do you think it's actually just probably limitation it's just we're, we're going to be stuck with it running like this like think about this reminds me not as bad obviously because it's playable this reminds me of like how you explained um competitive within what was it sun and moon yeah and when you tried to play four, four player. Oh, when there was, uh, four, was four Pokemon on the screen yeah. and it was just it was just laggy and bad. Yeah. It's not quite like that. I mean, again, when you're online connecti- connectivity, there's a few hiccups, a few frame rate drip dips. But I mean, I'm talking like areas that just design wise, low texture, not a lot going on, loading, loading poorly, bad draw distance, a lot of fog covering up things in the distance, just stuff that like for a game that's really pretty in the cities and in the regular routes, the wild area, it is so big. So I will give them some slack on that. But again, uh, I know it's a completely different studio, completely different teams, but like Breath of the Wild doesn't have, I was just about to say, it it doesn't have the longest draw distance in the world, yeah. but you know it, it. It loads a lot more, yeah. a lot more detail, and it would have been nice to see something a little bit more like this. Yeah, and you uh, put Pokemon. I mean, Breath of the Wild is is a, I mean, generational like it's a gem. It's one of the greatest yeah. games ever made at this point. But you still hold the Pokemon IP at the same like at the same level as Zelda. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, you just do. It's it's it's, it's so like I'm not saying. Technologically, Breath of the Wild did more. Mm-hmm. It did more. It, it absolutely did. But when you hold Mario, Zelda, Pokemon, when you hold those up, they're all top tier. Yeah. So Pokemon is it. is Nintendo's number one money making franchise. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like Pokemon. I oh makes a ton like Zelda actually like that's and that was yeah. the thing that we've talked about Zelda is that though it's, t- it's top tier, it's not a Mario game. It's also nowhere near a Pokemon game. I, I think Pokemon is one of the top grossing franchises for any type yeah, of media. It's absolutely. like it's like one or two like Pokemon makes an insane amount of money. Yeah. So again, there is a bu- the budget behind this game. I don't know what the limitations are. I'm just saying it was a personal disappointment that there's times the wild area looks bad. Yeah. I'm hoping some some patchwork can actually improve that. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. And the last thing that I had that, that's a little bit of a bummer is I think you can power through this story pretty fast. We mentioned uh, we had a coworker who has put two less hours into the game than I have, and she's nearing uh, endgame. Now, normally, normally I consider a Pokemon story close to a 30 hour to get to endgame. And we're looking at sub-20 where there's people getting to endgame, which is surprising. Again, I have been spending time in the wild area. I've been catching Pokemon, filling up my decks, doing some leveling, raising Pokemon, doing raids. I've been doing that stuff, and I'm halfway through the gyms. So, it, you know, that's one thing that, like, when I, I think of wanting 30 hours out of the core story. So, um, I don't know. I, I haven't been to, you know, you traditionally have your challenge. We are going up against the team. I haven't done that. Team Yell in this game looked really stupid in the trailer. I don't know. They're really funny. I actually really like Team Yell a lot. Like, they're goofy. They're, they're, they see, again, I don't know if there's any plot twists or anything along the way. They don't seem as villainous as other teams in the past. I like them more than Team Skull uh, in the last generation. So uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, when the, the twists and turns and the challenge of the story really take place. But I feel like I'm not that far from it, and I feel like I could burn through the last few gyms. There just doesn't seem like there's as much in between cities 
for the Avenger, it feels like you will boom, 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 city to city really fast, and you can burn through these gyms really fast. So, okay. you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what Endgame is going to be like for this. This is also that game that I think it would be very interesting because it's one of the first times that we could we could really see this happen. We could see DLC for Pokemon. We could. We could see DLC. We could see special events, which the the last couple of generations have had sort of some special events, mystery gifts. Right. We've also seen like uh, weekend battle competitions, like the Kanto Classic that I participated in like three or four years ago, where you could only pick original 151 Pokemon and things like that. Uh, so we could see we could see special raids added for different That's holidays. That's what I was say. The wild could actually um, adjust based off holidays. Correct. There's, yeah. So there's a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I guess I guess my summation is I'm really enjoying the game 20 hours in. Uh, I think that the butthurt Pokemon community that's doing like boycott Pokemon because they're you know because there's not 900 Pokemon or whatever in this game. Yeah, I heard about it, this. It's like grow up. Like if you okay, what's the what is the count in this game right now? It's around 600, I think, which means they're short, close to 200, close to 300. You know, like the the last generation ended around 800, so then they added like. And is it random, like throughout the generations, missing, or is there like a complete generation missing? There's not a complete generation mis- missing. It's on average, on average, each generation has at least thirty three percent of its generation okay, represented so it's, in this game. Yeah. Uh, with Gen five having like a forty five percent representation. I don't know. It's tough because like if you map out like my favorite Pokemon, I haven't found one of my favorites that's not in the game. You know, so yeah, I a think- lot of Pokemon I like are in the game, but it just seems like, and then the way I thought about it is each one of these Pokemon have to have Dynamax models, yeah. they have to have animations, like there's so much to, to do to put all these Pokemon could in. You, could you also sit back and say that they gave themselves a 300 Pokemon buffer because they want to add Pokemon as time goes on? It's possible. I want to say that, I want to say that the, the director of the game has come out and said the national decks, which is the full decks, is not coming. So yeah. people should not get their hopes up for it. Um, but they could add a few event Pokemon, different things. They could do, and they could. It's it's possible, but they've already said that all of them aren't e- coming. Even if the developer says they're not coming, and this boycott thing gets some some bigger legs going, and people are upset about it, as a developer, how easy is it for you to say, okay, the national decks is coming? Yeah, they, it's going to take three years, yeah. but over the three years of this of the lifespan of this game, we're going to make yeah. sure that we release three hundred more Pokemon. Yeah, it's definitely possible. And I guess the last two generations had the national decks. But the previous five generations didn't. It was super normal to be like, not every Pokemon is going to be in this game. So Sun and Moon did? Sun and Moon and X and Y, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire all had had what you called the national decks. But prior to that, I'm not sure... I, maybe I'm wrong about that, but you would have had to like trade a bunch of stuff up from old games and things like that. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe that's a fact I have mixed up. Uh, someone else uh, might remember that more correctly in the chat, but I, I don't know. It just seems crazy. And we're going to have Pokemon Home coming out, so there's the new version of the Pokemon Bank. Right. We're going to be able to transfer things to Pokemon Go, transfer things in from Pokemon Let's Go. So that's that's not it's not yet. It's not out yet. So okay. again, that could that could bring a lot, a lot of different things to the Pokemon community. Um, so, so there's still some changes that are coming to Pokemon as a franchise once that's going to be integrated. But I don't know. When it, I like this game a lot more. I'm more drawn into this than I was with Let's Go. Um, and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. And I know that the stat came out in day one. It sold, I think, twice as many copies as Let's Go did over two days. Oh, nice. So, like, this game is sold. People are excited yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, people have been waiting for it for sure. So, 
Um, okay, well that I mean, like I said, I I don't have a ton of input on on the game yet, but I've uh, from what I've seen, I'm very excited to to dive into it. Uh, Star Wars just distracted me more than I expected. Well, you got to get to the wild area tonight so you can raid with us at work tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna. That, that's my goal. My plan tonight is actually put some time into Pokemon. So um, I might be a little sleepy tomorrow, but that is that is definitely what I want to do because I wanted to do it yesterday, uh, but it didn't happen. So I just did a quick uh, a quick peek at uh, online and it looks like uh, Dexit hit harder. It's about. 400 Pokemon in this game instead of the six. It's only 400. No, the, the base the base game has 400. There is going to be over 600 available at a point. So right now, cartridge, I think there's 400 in cart right now. And then once the home comes, there will be more available that you can load in. So I see what that's, you're saying. That's my understanding say, of what I was told. When you say national decks, you mean national decks, but that doesn't mean they're catchable within this game. That means yeah. you can move them into this game and they'll be accepted. Yeah. Okay, so 400 available, which, which like, if you go talk about Sun and Moon, you say, yeah, the full decks is there where I can move things in, but the in-game wasn't that no it was in the 300s yeah I think, exactly so. so that's so on average of what's in game that's fine but if national decks isn't there i guess i am kind of curious as to why they decided to do that did they give us an answer or they just said it's not going to happen i don't i didn't ever see an answer if if you want my opinion it might have to do with refining the meta it might be hey let's let's try and uh you know really lock this in and force people to use some newer pokemon change change up the meta a little bit and you know the meta have you um well to an extent you know the yeah, meta yeah the competitive scene i don't know what it really exi- i haven't researched the competitive scene for this game yet and i didn't right. pay attention to the last game at all right but would you say that i don't and i don't know if you've looked at this so maybe you don't have this answer but would you say that some of the pokemon that are clearly missing were were very strong in previous meta where it would it would encourage people to do the same thing you know i haven't looked because again i wasn't tuned into the last generation meta the last time i was like that deep into pokemon was the omega ruby and alpha sapphire era i mean that's when i'm like 200 hours deep into that game you know like i put a ton of time in that and i understood the meta then i understood the meta when it came to mega evolutions and and dual battles and all that kind of stuff but because i've been out of it i really couldn't tell you what was considered viable and what wasn't okay um so I don't know. Again, I, I'm not upset about it, but I also grew up when there was 151 Pokemon, right. and one of those Pokemon you just couldn't get if you were a kid in North America and didn't have a Game Genie. So uh, I, I I don't know if it's yeah spoiled kids who their first game was X and Y who are all butthurt about it because X and Y is what 10 years old now. When did X and Y come out? Man, X and Y was so good though. But there's no way it's 10 years at this point. But it's up there though. X and Y is definitely up there. When did Pokemon X come out? 2013. So that was six years ago. It feels like longer. So again, yeah, I guess if someone was 13 then, they're 19 now, and they're on the line and angry. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Damn kids. Ruining Pokemon. But okay. leave Pokemon to the old guys like me. So you've answered it. It's definitely worth yeah. the buy-in. Um, you're 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 enjoying it way more than Sun and Moon. Yeah. So, and if you're a Pokemon fan, you, you don't want to miss it. So yeah, the the wild the type of Pokemon trainer I am, I I love training and raising and breeding, and I I got really into that stuff a couple of gens ago. Uh, so even if the story and the actual story missions are lackluster to me, because it's still not a home run. It's still I don't like it as much as X and Y yet when it comes to the actual story that you're playing through. But the fact that you can go in the wild area and there's so much to do there, 
compensates for Pokemon's that. Pokemon's story has never been necessarily <laughs> no. its strong point no. as far as why why it's an addicting franchise yeah. to me. But but I mean, you know that that uh, said that put aside, like you still get a story. It's still half decent. But the game itself just seems like if you're a Pokemon fan, you're probably really going to enjoy this. If you're not a Pokemon fan, or you're or you're not even sure, maybe this is your first opportunity to get into Pokemon. I feel like this is seems to be like a good window. It seems to be a very welcoming game that that could really push you into uh, you know whatever the future of Pokemon is. Yeah, you know you don't have to have this. You know these people that are upset have all of this history that they're carrying around with them. Yeah. You know how well is this game performing to the people that this is their first Pokemon game? I think it's good. I think I think those people are probably really enjoying the game. Yeah, and if you if Pokemon Let's Go was your first game, then yeah, this is a great transition into something that is a little bit. Uh, you'll learn a little bit more about Pokemon. The battle the battle system's all the same, catching and and all the, the some of the more refined cam- mechanics are going to be new to you. But when it comes to actually battling one on one, it's the same. It's right. pick pick one of four moves and attack. So and yeah. you know the typing. So uh, I I recommend you give it a try. Cool. So there you have it. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order a a a must if you're a Star Wars fan. If you're looking for that story driven semi open world game, it is phenomenal. Pokemon Sword and Shield. It, it's a return to form for Pokemon as far as I'm concerned. As far as the the you know the true generational games no. this is it this is this takes let's forget about sun and moon and and let's move into what what sun and moon probably should have been um here with sword and shield so uh both of those very positive reviews our first impressions and and crazy amounts of hours already sunk into both of these games it says a lot about this so mm-hmm. That's our attack on the news for these topics and much more. You want to visit GameZillaMedia.com where we have our blogs, we have our YouTube videos, we have other podcasts, we have all sorts of content for you based around video games and everything else entertainment. So make sure you check out the website for all of that extra content. We're going to move into a quick uh, Zilla update. Yeah, Quickzilla update. I mean, we know what I've been doing outside of the fact that I, I failed at my, my big goal. Which was? I, I'm in the last dungeon of Link's Awakening oh, before starting it. Pokemon. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I, w- I was playing uh, the day before Pokemon came out, really going after it. And I was just so busy outside of work last week. I just couldn't make it happen. But I, I so as soon as I'm ready for a break from Pokemon, uh, you know, Koholin uh, Island's gonna be right there for me to wake the windfish. Yeah, mine's uh, pretty simple too. I mean, obviously, I played a lot of Star Wars, but I did mix it up a little bit and I got myself back into a game and had some success and had a lot of fun playing Apex Legends. Oh, cool. So I got to play some Apex Legends, which is my first uh, taste of the new map uh, in season three here. And it sucks. I don't like the new map, it's trash, it's garbage, the train's stupid, uh, a lot of the areas are dumb. But the game is still a lot of fun. So, you know, uh, I think part of the reason why I don't like the map is, I, unlike Fortnite's map re- rehash, you could drop into Fortnite and you could find areas of the map that are familiar, right? Mm. They might be different, but they're but it's like, oh, this is this is still Retail Row. This is still, you know, Pleasant View. This yeah. is like, when you drop into uh, Apex, it's all different and you don't know what's what. And the other thing is that every, everywhere I drop seems to be like, 
walls everywhere. Like, it just seems restrictive where I felt like this game was very free-flowing and, and, like, you could have a lot of lot, a lot of great battles just kind of somewhat in the open. Here, it just kind of feels like there's just shit everywhere. A little, yeah. It feels a little too much. Um, it doesn't take away from the game. We, uh, I was playing, I got to play duos, which is a new mode they've added. So instead of the three-man team, oh, you okay. got a two-man team. And, um... Owl and I got to play some duos and had fun. Got some, you know, we didn't get any wins on that, but we switched over to the th- three-player squad and picked up a win for our first win in season three. Um, and that literally that fed us. Like once we got that win, we were in. Right? Yeah. It was like all over. I'm like, okay, sweet. The thing I'll say about Apex Legends is it feels it, it's respawn. It feels good. And so the Xbox Elite Series Two controller that I love. It finally got its first true test of a fast reaction, just mm. high pace shooting game, and it performed amazing. Like I was like, okay, this is where this controller just truly shines. Yeah, is in a game like this. Yeah, it's just a shame that you're the type of gamer that needs a controller to carry you to a win. Well, I didn't get the win. I got <laughs> carried. I got carried by somebody else. So the controller didn't even get me the oh, win. Okay. Okay. I just yeah, but. It's See, I'm the type of gamer that just blames my cheap controller. Right. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's, dude, I'm good, but this controller <laughs> I'm the opposite. No, um, <laughs> but it is interesting because I think this is the first game where I noticed being able to adjust the tension of mm-hmm. the joysticks between each other and seeing like a, a high tension on my aim stick with a more of a loose tension on my move and actually f- realize what it's doing for me mm-hmm. and just uh, and helping me with that that twitch reaction to try to aim with say a sniper rifle and just be just that much quicker to my shot and it is it's really it really seems to be working um but yeah anyways apex legends back back trying that it was pretty cool and i um the the only other thing I'll have to say is Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I watched the Mandalorian and uh that, that took away from some of my video games because I was like I watched the first episode and I'm like, okay. I'm gonna go play video games and then my wife who was like, You can watch the Mandalorian without me. I, I'm not that I don't think I'm interested. Your I, wife? Yeah. And I was like, Are you sure? You you're crazy. Who might love Star Wars more than both of us? And I was like, Okay, well, and anyways, so we well, I we I get her to watch the first episode. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go play video games now. She's like, right, but we have episode two to watch. She's she's all in yeah, now. She's all good, in. Because it's good. Yeah, so that that that's my non gaming moment of the week. All right. All right. Player one Miggy. <laughs> Let's hear that Death Stranding update. <laughs> You already know. You you, you already. Did, am I muted again? Nope. No, you're no. not. Oh, wow, it sounds like I'm, I'm just blasting the Marvelettes here. What is with you and these classics? Yeah, dude, I'm just. 1961, <laughs> the Marvelettes. <laughs> yeah. So so it, it sounds sounds really weird, but um, yeah. Um, you sound okay to me. Is he, oh, okay. Does he look okay on the? Me? How do I look? How do I look? I look good. I look good. Yeah, you all look right. all right. All right, all right. So um, yeah. To um, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely Death Stranding. Um, I put in a lot of time with that uh, with uh, this weekend, um, and I've put in, in enough time to form an I guess an educated opinion, um, saying it's 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 a good game. I'm enjoying it. I don't regret the purchase. However, I'm not recommending it to everyone. I it just it's 
I don't know. It's 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 an acquired taste. So you won't catch me saying you have to buy it. You have to play it. Um, if you're a Kojima fan, definitely pick it up. Check it out for yourself. If you've never played a Kojima game, don't let this be your first one. Oh, um, hot take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, it's no, no a hot take. That's a it's, it's a real take. It's a, um, also if you uh, hate yourself, play the game. Yeah, yeah. Or or if you hate <laughs> your friends, make them watch you play the game. Or if you uh, got fired from UPS and want to live, relive your glory days, <laughs> but um, it's 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 definitely it is a delivery sim. Um, I got to a certain point in the story where I it wanted to progress and I had to go across uh, a big vast area to get to the next part of the map where I can't go back. Um, so it let me do a delivery package, deliver some packages where I had to go from point A to point B, back to point B to point C, back and forth before I finish it. You don't have to do that part. So I just said, I did a couple of those deliveries and I said, forget it, no. cleared them out. And then I just went and progressed with the story. So if you go, if you just do the story missions, you can just progress along the maps route. So you can go from like, you know, from one side to the other without having to go back with minimal. If you have to go back to the certain point, you're within that same area. So you don't have to travel far back. But the most stressful part what I was telling you guys before the show is traveling up this mountain on this motorcycle, which controls like a potato going in mud. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, I got I got. But you know what's more fun? Playing with a potato in mud. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, shun the non-believer. Um, it, it, it's 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 really good. I got to the boss fight and I got to uh, meet not I want to say Mads Mikkelsen, but it's not Mads. It's a uh, Troy Baker, and Troy Baker and Mads are both creepy individuals in this game. So um, the the boss fight was a a, a, a dolphin mixed with a a jellyfish with a golden mask, and you had to fight it with your using your blood slash urine slash feces slash shower no, bath water. This is a children's episode. What are you doing? Oh, 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 oh. a children's episode. Oh, what children? Fighting things off bad. with feces. You're acting like this is how I treat my neighbors. It is. I guess I guess they were... Uh, Stay on my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but but I would say that, that that's what I did, but the gaming moment of the week is what I, I, I streamed this this weekend, and as I was getting ready to end the stream, I had somebody pop into my chat from Germany and we had a nice deep kind of like grim talk um you know one of those deep talks before i jumped off i mean just talking about the differences between the united states and his country and we were talking comparing things back and forth and how things were different and um it was i won't go too deep within the conversation but it was it was really cool it, I, I know how you feel when you're in your chats but um yeah it's it, nice right yeah it was really cool and, that's you know, the mixer community man yeah. i'm telling you yeah, as a matter of fact, that he said, you know, said welcome to Mixer. Um, enjoy the community. You know, before he lit, before he uh, left out, and I ended it. And I, you know, just it's like when you invite people to follow you. I mean, you know, it's cool, but I mean, for like, it felt like this one came deep within my heart, saying, you know, hey, I enjoyed the talk. You know, come, come follow me. You know, I, I look forward to these talks. Yeah, I don't mind it. It was, it was really cool, and uh, I look forward to having you know more conversations and more people like that on, on the stream. But I'll say that was the high point. It stuck with me all weekend. It was really cool. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, so Chops just says so. The best part of the game was connecting with someone from Germany. Uh, you know what? For this weekend, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. This yeah. Best part of the game is not playing the game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stop spitting on the game. The game is good. I will not. I'll spit on whatever I damn well please. <laughs> I spit everywhere anyways. It's not. Don't take offense to it. I woke up in a pile of my own drool last night. I mean, I did Can't too, stop me. That's better than what I woke up in a pile of. Anyways. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, thinking about Star Wars. Um, but let's let's go through our plugs that we need to get through here. Yeah, uh, he- Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, 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 no plugs. Oh. So. Gamezilla Podcast, thank you for hanging out with us for the last Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, The Gamezilla Media Network, a lot of other cool shows, including the Last Action Podcast, Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, and the Noiseland Arcade. Also, don't forget Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. They are part of our network. Apparently, we have a, we have big contracts. <laughs> no, just go uh, watch it. That's that good. <laughs> subscribe and follow uh, all of those podcasts on your preferred podcasting platform. And uh, hey, if you want to learn more about them, go to gamezillamedia.com. It's a it's our website. It's a website, and it's where you can learn everything you need to know about our cool group of podcasters. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, the stream team, right? So a lot of us here. We have even some new members moving to Mixer, right? They've been they've been seeing the fun we've been having here over on Mixer. So the the Mixer crew, myself, Grimlock, the Dino, Owl Zero, we got Player One, Miggy, and I'd like to welcome to Mixer Spidey Two KX. Yeah. Can we get some horns for Spidey Two KX? No, let's do it anyways. Horns for Spidey. That, that's a coin. Okay, okay, we'll go with coins. Spidey! Yeah, making his move over to Mixer. Uh, we're talking with a couple of the other guys that do stream on Twitch. So, Matrix on stage, Craig WK, both fantastic content creators over on Twitch. They are talking about doing a, um, deciding some of, bringing some of their content to Mixer and doing, and, and seeing how it, how it does on Mixer. So, there's just certain aspects of their, of their content creation that they feel will be better on Mixer. So, they might, Actually, dual purpose here. So, pretty cool. We'll keep you posted. You can see a lot of the stream team and their links and everything right on gamezillamedia.com. And of course, if you're on Mixer right now, you can actually look at the Gamezilla Media team and you can find uh, most, uh, you can find all of us that are here on Mixer. Not me. No, me. You're not on the team? No, I'm not. not on, you missed me. Did you accept the invite? I, did I miss you, or did you did you miss the invite? You, you missed me. I accepted the invite. You, you you missed me. How'd you accept the invite if you... Wait. Never mind. We're <laughs> taking this off because this has been an hour and 40-minute show. We got to wrap it up. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out on episode 287 of the Games Little Podcast. Thank you to all of our patrons who make this possible every day. We will see you next time. Remember, we are your elite free DLC. And until next time, game, game on. on.